friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast. Unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items. Like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Toyson Ford and Hy-V. Appreciate you checking out this episode. If uh, you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a regular, appreciate you coming back. A uh, little Thursday edition of Top 5, which uh, Brandon and I usually do on Fridays, but uh, Brandon's real job uh, is messing his schedule up here a little bit got uh, state girls hoops and all that fun stuff so brandon kind enough to pop in on a thursday and uh not only do the radio program but doing a quick episode of the of the podcast so should we kind of tell the people what we're going to be doing on our top five one is this is this one a little bit more in your wheelhouse you said you could get a little nerdy and i want you to get nerdy on this but i didn't get nerdy with this that's the issue um so you're gonna have to explain it afterwards yeah i I will like i i will i will um because we're doing top five pro wrestling. Do we call them theme or entrance songs? I, it's it's both, both work. Both, okay, yeah. I didn't know if entrance there was a proper theme, term. Yeah. Uh, no, I've in the wrestling community. Basically, the music you hear when a wrestler walks to a ring or mm-hmm. was walking away when they win. Right. So, where before we get into it, did you go with like your your favorite wrestlers, or did you go with like just the most? Like, I went with. Like what I consider to be like the best for a wrestler, you know what okay, I mean? Like yep. I didn't just pick my favorite because, like I said, and I'll explain it at the end. I can get super in the weeds on that, and I'm not going to just because mm-hmm. it's you know it's probably not the place for it. But I went with what well, I deemed the place for everything. Well, yeah. I de- <laughs> picked what I figured were like the best themes for the wrestler as far as like you know it just works. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's yep. iconic, it's memorable. Like it may not be my favorite song in the world, but I can't deny like okay, that's perfect right you know and like it's memorable it's what people are gonna know right so uh did you go new older mix for the most part they're older okay um, yeah for the most part they're older and that and look that's not to say like there are you know good ones from the modern pro you know yep. from the modern from the modern world but i for the most part mine were older just because i, I feel like for, for what I'm going for, that's more of that fit i feel like for it to be at least in my top five when you hear it I don't have to know the name of the song. I just think you know the wrestler. wrestler, and that's kind of yeah. what I went with too. Like all of mine, when I say them, people are gonna be like, "Oh, okay." Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, if I could go and you know, like I said, I could go in the weeds about you know the song specifically I like, but people yep. may not know it. Yep. Do you have an honorable mention? I actually know, which is weird because I usually, got one this time. Because yeah, <laughs> usually I, I come up with an honorable mention or two for all of these, and yeah. one of them that's more in my wheelhouse than maybe some others, and I don't. I, so that's I got an honorable mention. Go for you know it. I mean, my honorable mention was uh, John Cena's. So like, I don't know the names of these songs. I'm just gonna say the rest. Yeah, of and ones, and I'm so. go and for the interest of this, I will. Too. Yeah. So um, there's well, there's it's whenever you hear that, you think of John Cena right away. Yes. Like yeah. you know that's yeah, and that's a little bit more new because mine are of the older yes. genre, if you will. Yep. So, should we do it? Yeah. 
Okay, you go first. Number five. All right, number five. And this is this is immediately one that's going to be different for me. But as far as like versus what I consider to be iconic versus what I would consider to be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And that would be, and this is one that one of the listeners on the radio program had brought up earlier today, but it would be uh, the game for Triple H, which is by um, Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah. Motorhead, yes. Which is, I mean, it's a, it's a great song. It is, and it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's an iconic entrance with the, you know, the lights down and the spit in the water and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I said what I said before is it actually isn't technically my favorite Triple H entrance music, but for this case, like, it's 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 synonymous. When you think of him, this is what you think of. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I'm like, in with everything that goes into him, like you, ha- I, I I had to do it. Yep. Based on my criteria. Yep. Um. So like some of these though too. You know more about this than than I do, but some of these were just created for the the wrestlers, right? Yes, some, you okay. you have some people like um for an example of um going back further WF now WWE, WWE there was a gentleman that worked there a long time named Jim Johnston who mm-hmm. put together a lot of these like I who I who someone I think is very very talented when it comes to music like there's a few of them on here I'll have that mm-hmm. like you'll know them and he's the guy that did them for a while he was their music guy. Right, and now he's—I think he's retired. But okay. He he for a while, and like a lot of the iconic ones you'll hear from, you know, the '90s, mm-hmm. you know, the '80s, '90s, 2000s. Like it was him. So like my the reason I asked that is because I'm not sure if this was a song made for this wrestler, or it was just it was a song out there and he made it what it is, "Real American" by Hulk Hogan. And that one, I actually no, that I don't think that was made by. WWE because okay. it's made by a sung by a guy named Rick Derringer. Okay, and actually, if I remember correctly, the first wrestlers to use this as their song was not Hulk Hogan. Okay, it was a, a tag team in like the eighties before Hulk jumped on it. And again, it's like you know, because the music video is Hulk. Yeah, on there. You yes, know, all over. but I yes, but I I believe it was one of those where it's like, well, this just works better with this guy, and obviously it does. Right. So, so that's that's my fifth one. Uh, I mean. Hulk Hogan was kind of my favorite wrestler as a kid, mm-hmm. real American. I think of Hulk Hogan it's, right away. So. I, I think those things are kind of synonymous. Mm-hmm. And it's always a little bit different for me because I wasn't a wrestling fan until like late 97, early 98. So all of that, you know, I think it's called the, you know, the golden era of WWF when you think of Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Jake mm-hmm. the Snake Roberts, yep. you know, Ultimate Warrior. Like Sergeant I, Slaughter. I, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. I I didn't watch that at that time. Mm-hmm. I've gone back and kind of retroactively watched it, and I can certainly appreciate it, but it's just, it's always so, di- as we talk about all the time, it's always so different when you grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Like, yep. you know, that's always, it's always a little bit different. Yep. All right, number four. One of, I guess, technically two songs on this list that are not, like, weren't specifically made for this wrestler, but it's one he's used many times over the years, and it just works. And I'm gonna, and this one is going to be for CM Punk, "Cult of Personality" by Living Color, mm. which it just like he's had a few different songs. So it's a little bit more modern, and that, uh, but, I know. mean, it's yeah, a little bit, but yeah, that's it's a song he's used, and it's just it's perfect. Like for my criteria of like it has to work for somebody, like mm-hmm. you know, it's just it it works. Yep. Like, and that's yeah. Uh, so my, I'll, I'll tell you, like all mine are like guys who aren't wrestling Great. anymore right yeah. now. So my fourth one is I think it's the most one of the most ridiculous songs out there, but it's funny in that Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh yes, you know that that yeah, one. Yeah, like that. there's no there's no other song that's really quite like that. Right, and it works. and he sings it himself too. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. Yep, yep. The little like flexing stretch out yeah. sort of thing he does, and yeah, yep. Uh, I mean, he, it's a catchy kid, tune. 
It's a catchy tune. It is. It so. you, you you'll sing along when if you know the words and you yep. hear it. Yep, exactly. So that was my fourth one is HBK Shawn Michaels. Gotcha. Number three for me, um, someone who <laughs> kind of in some ways very much the opposite of Shawn Michaels because for a long time they didn't like each other. Bret Hart. Oh, okay. Now yep. you know, I mentioned Jim Johnson. This is one for him that mm-hmm. you know you've got the guitar screech at the beginning and it's just. Yep. Yeah, it's. When I remember you, playing against uh, Bret Hart a lot in wrestling games, especially on Game Boy. And yeah, that. You would, yep. yeah, like you would, you. It's again, it's just it's synonymous. It's iconic with it. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, my third one might be higher on a lot of other people's lists, but the 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 two that I have at the top is instantly when you hear the beginning of those to me is like the top one. So my third one's Ric Flair. Yeah, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Yes. Doesn't want to space Odyssey. Yep. So that one, I mean, that's you got the little woo at the beginning, and then bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's it's, it's iconic. It's out there. And it's not really the most like gets you pumped up sort no, of thing, but it works for him, right? Because it's, he was it's all the about, ego like, type of music yes, there. Yes. So that that was my third one is Ric Flair's. So all right, top two now. We're kind of I like this because we're going different paths a little. We bit. We are here, a little Brian. bit, yeah. But I think we're gonna have one of these in our top two. We're gonna have. We're gonna have the same one somewhere. Okay, here. I'm interested then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Brandon. Okay. Brandon, okay. Okay. My number two then would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Yep. I the mean glass the, breaking. The glass break. Like it's just and the, again for yep. me the my criteria with this is just like iconic. Like mm-hmm. when you that's one of the, and like you said it's one of those things the second you hear it. Yep. The second you hear that glass break like you know. Yep. Exactly. And, like, and again, this is one of them that's actually that probably would have been a honorable mention for me, yeah. like right after and, and John Cena. We're kind and of that. approaching this from slightly different eras, mm-hmm. so that and that's good, like because normally for the most part we're like-minded in a lot of things as far as like mm-hmm. you know when we've talked about things. But I mean, it's just you know it, like within a, a half a second, it's like oh, okay, I know what this is. Yep. Uh, and this for my second one, it's it's that same thing. I went Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Because as soon as you hear that, you instantly think of Ultimate Warrior running a forty-yard dash up to the up to the or ring. Or Todd Coffee. Yeah, or Todd Coffee. That's Brewery right. Am, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as that thing just goes, and then he's there right away, you can instantly picture that. And that's one of those examples of like I think uh, and I think that's another Jim Johnson Johnson song, but a song of somebody writing a song to the wrestler mm-hmm. because you could not write a more appropriate song for him right. than that. You needed the faster up, pace it's sort of thing. tempo with yep. the guitar and the draw. Like, it's just, yep. yeah. And it, I mean, it's nothing, and not to knock it, it's nothing really special. No. But it's just iconic it in works. a sense. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need to be. And that's kind of something I've always kind of appreciated about a lot of, like, wrestling entrance music. It doesn't have to be the most elaborate song. It's not an actual, like, it doesn't have to be, like, an actual song you'd hear on the radio mm-hmm. for it to work. Right. You know, you're, the object of it is just, like, to get people excited or pumped up or to get the wrestler excited or pumped up and... Mm-hmm. It works. Yep. I wonder if we got the same number one. We don't. Are you sure? I can guarantee you we don't. Okay. So what do you got? My number one, and again, based on all of my criteria, I have to go Real American by Hulk Hogan. Wow. Okay. Because, like I said, even though I'm not from that, like, it's just, it's synonymous. Like, and for me, like, again, I didn't grow up in the prime Hulk Hogan era, but, like, for me, I think there's so many people even nowadays. When you think of pro wrestling, you think of Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Like he, and you know, you can know, you can talk a lot about like kind of pro wrestling and what goes into it, but people, that's what people think of mm-hmm. because of at that point, like to me, like the most popular two wrestlers of all time are Hogan and Austin. Now, mm-hmm. 
different eras. Like you can. You think more popular than like Ric Flair? I do. I do because they were at the peak of the biggest company. Mm -hmm. And Hogan, you can make the case, was at the peak of WCW at their period of time when they were actually being the WWF, like the NWO and stuff. But, um, I mean, Hulk Hogan was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was hosting Saturday Night Live. Like, Mm -hmm. I think... Rocky Three. Rocky (laughs) Three. Like, those are things that, you know, really nobody else can say. Would you say he was similar in a sense of, like, Jordan and Tiger with their sports? Kind of, of, yeah. Like, he was – yeah, and obviously it's a little bit different. Right. But, yeah, he was transcendent. Like, Mm -hmm. and look, I – if we were doing my favorite, I would prefer – I always preferred Macho Man to Hogan. Mm -hmm. But can't deny that Hogan did certain things that really nobody else has ever done in that business. Mm -hmm. And as far as, you know, the music goes, like, again, it's iconic. Him walking down the ring, you know. Point, oh, yeah. flexing, you know, and then ripping the shirt ripping, off. Yeah, like yep. that's just, yep. that's it's iconic. Yeah. Like, it's just when you think of that, that's that's what you think. To me, that's what you think of. Mm-hmm. So interesting you mentioned that. But who do you think would get voted as like if we did a fan vote? I know they've done that, mm-hmm. but who is regarded as the best wrestler of all time? Like actual, like in ring. Yeah, because I feel like Ric Flair gets a lot. He of would. That. He would in that case. Like to mm-hmm. me, let's put it this way: I would say Hogan, may, Hogan or Austin would be the most popular of all time. If you're, if you ask me, who's the best pro wrestler? Like everything that goes into it, because again, it's not. just... It's the showmanship and all yes, that, right? Yeah. I would say Flair, and even Hogan has said he thinks Ric Flair's the best wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. When you factor everything in there, because you know, Hogan was not actually the best wrestler in the ring, mm-hmm. but that doesn't. I mean, he's the perfect example. That doesn't always matter, right? Like you don't have to be, you know, the most crisp, best everything. Like if you, again, if you know, if you were talking best in ring, I mean, you'd have a case for like a Bret Hart, right? Who, what drew hit? That's what drew people to him, and he wasn't necessarily always the best like talker, and that was going to cut a big promo on somebody, right? But he was, he was still great at that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and Austin was a good wrestler, was a really good wrestler too. Who, you know, unfortunately had a neck injury that kind of hurt that a little bit with him. But I think if you're factoring everything in, my vote would be Ric Flair. When you factor in in ring ability is like mm-hmm. you know the ability to cut promos, the ability to just be like this larger than life figure, and that's that's helped Ric Flair I think a lot more in recent years. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, Hulk I Hogan, feel like he's actually gained more. Yes. Like even like people agree. who didn't watch him, maybe I would agree. Like, you know, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't pick my number one. I think I know what you're going to say. I went with the Undertaker. I'm surprised that didn't make your top five. He is five. my favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, he is? Yes. Oh, I did not know that Yes, part. he is. Okay. I just, when I hear those bells right yeah. away. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and there's not, and like, there is nothing like, like, you know, there's never been anything else, never will be anything in pro wrestling history that's like The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. It is, in theory, it is a gimmick that when you, if someone explained it to you, you would say, that sounds stupid, but it works. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what, you know. There's always, sometimes with pro wrestling, you hear people talk about the elevator test, which basically is, well, what's that guy? Then you have basically one elevator ride to explain to somebody, you know, what is this guy? Yeah. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, what is he? Well, he's a beer-drinking redneck that likes to beat up his boss. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like something people would be, you know, would like. Ric Flair, well, he's this really, he's you know, he's like a, a really, you know, fancy womanizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, The Undertaker, what is he? Well, he's a, kind of an undead zombie that was also, at, uh, in his earlier days, was a uh, was an old, like an Old West-style Undertaker. Well, that kind of sounds dumb, but it works. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. It's one of those things where I don't think there's literally anybody else on the earth that could have 
been given that gimmick and made it work. Right. Yeah. I, it's creepy, yet it gives you a little pumped up, like, oh. Yeah. You know, like you know, that sort of thing. I remember, thing, yeah. like, the... Because for... I didn't go to my, like, my first actual, like, big-time pro wrestling event till like... Well, I, when I was in college, there's a few times where WWE brought their live shows to Oshkosh, to the Cove Center. So mm-hmm. a friend of mine was a wrestling fan, too, so we went, and that was fun. But there was a... It was in 2010... Uh, WWE had a pay-per-view event in the cities. And funny enough, it was the same night. It was the same night as Packer Viking Sunday night game when they played in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And we went. And one of the cool things about that was the Undertaker wrestled that night. So got to experience, you know, that that entrance in person. Which again, it's you know the lights go off. You have this very ominous music that plays. You know, it's 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 very much like a light show. Mm-hmm. But it was super cool. Yeah. Man, that had to have been really cool to kind of it was experience that. It was like the, being able to see that for the first, you know, yeah. the first time. Because who's the dude? Uh, I, I just blanked on his name that leads him out there too with Paul the, Bear. Uh, Paul, thank you. Yeah, that yep. was his. Yeah, his yep. man, his longtime manager. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I, I was. I thought for sure that would have been the one we had the same. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, it's Hulk Hogan. This so. is the thing where I would get nerdy on it because Undertaker's had many, very, very many different incarnations of his music, especially that style of undertaker mm-hmm. but and i know the one you're thinking of it's the you know the the synonymous one but yep. that one if i was going to pick an actual song i would have an undertaker one on there it'd just be a different one interesting see i did not know that see part. and that's yeah. and that's it I, that's why i tried to keep this pretty simple yeah but that's good like i didn't know that so yeah. okay there's different so is it you said there's a because like don't yeah. are they essentially the same but like tweaks kind of, here and kind there of, okay. kind of like the one I'm thinking of is a little. There's. It was actually one he used in like 1998. It's a little bit okay. more electric guitar to it, okay. which I really. And one of the things was it was on like one of the CDs like WWF put out like music, you know, with like many of their wrestler music, and it was on one of them. I just listened to it all the time, and like mm-hmm. even now I can listen to that song and I will still get like goosebumps. Yeah. But again, it's just you know kind of what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and I because he. He doesn't wrestle anymore, right? Does he still no, make a No, he is retired. Okay, he but is, that was more recent, though, right? He yeah, was it was within because like he, there was one point where not long ago where he thought like his last match was going to be his last match, and it didn't really go great. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the, it was when when the pandemic first happened because obviously it happened in March, and WrestleMania is always end of March, early April. So they actually, um, he did a uh, a cinematic match, but you know instead of you know because wrestling is always live in front of a crowd, it was basically like a. They it was it was like a TV show almost where like it was like a taped, you know where they filmed it and then they played it mm-hmm. and it actually it against a wrestler by the name of AJ Styles and it was actually really good because it was like this big brawl it was it was you know it was it was it was like a fight scene in a movie almost right but it worked really really well mm-hmm. and that worked so well that he was just kind of a little leery about actually I think he did a, maybe he did a little after that or I forget if that was that after or before because I mean with the pandemic and stuff obviously it's mm-hmm. maybe it was that maybe it was before but that might I think that was his last match and he was just so happy with it that he was just like I don't you know yeah. I don't want to ruin it Yeah, because I mean there aren't very many wrestlers out there that actually kind of retire on top right you know like Shawn Michaels famously retired in 2010 but had one more match within the, like the last five years that was just it was a nightmare mm-hmm. you, you had people getting you know, it was just it didn't work. Like, there's not very many wrestlers out there that have kind of been able to retire on their own accord because mm-hmm. of injuries or whatever. Right. So. So he's kind of one rare one that kind of now gets to. 
one thing we might do is like tours the best top five and like promotions. And then and that's, that's it. Like, yeah, you could easily do that. Like, yeah. who gave the best interviews? I got I got three in my head right. Well, because that that's one where for sure like Macho Man's gonna be on there. Yeah. Like when you just think of like. Yep. Macho Man, and it kind of depends on how you like it too. Like I'd put Ultimate Warrior on, on yeah. there just because like, he's you, you, crazy and he's and nuts. And that's it. Like you, yeah. he wouldn't like you could hear him talking. Like what did he just say? But it's like I don't know. But I'm kind of pumped off. Yeah, like he's going around in a circle talking to Hulk Hogan about getting there in conventional means or something. Yeah, like, like, that. like yeah, it's like, yeah. It's just that, and that like that's the thing I like about pro wrestling is there's there's like there's no one way to do it. Yeah. Like you can have, and then you got Ric Flair, who's the total opposite. You yes. know, alligator shoe wearing, limousine yeah, you, riding. You you, you know. have so many ways to achieve the same goal, which mm-hmm. is getting people invested in you. Yep. And you can there's just yeah there's so many ways you can do it. Yep. I agree. Well, this one was fun, Brandon. We're gonna do more of these ones here. Too, okay, good. So, yeah, you're gonna have to do that. I like that top five one on there. So, all right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, quick reminder, if you are not subscribing or following the Man Cave Podcast, go ahead and do so on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify. And while you are there, don't forget to give it a five-star uh, rating and a positive review so other people can find the podcast. And as we always say, Brandon and I are looking for top five suggestions. We got a list running. And also new now, and you can get this link on the uh, uh, podcast description, you can uh, leave us a voice message or a voicemail. You don't have to call a number. You just go to that site, click record, and record it on your phone or on your computer net. So if you want to leave a comment, you want to give us your top five uh, entrance theme songs, you can do it that way, and we'll play it on a next episode of the of the podcast. So, again, big thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll catch you on an, on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. <laughs>